Hare Krishna. Um, greetings from Kali, Colombia. There's a uh, retreat coming up starting tomorrow. Uh, so the place is a little bit buzzing and uh, there's a lot of distraction, but I'm not the controller. So this is the situation that Krishna has given. And I will tolerate. It's just a, um, it's just a uh, template of the world that uh, we're not the controllers. And we shouldn't become disturbed when circumstances are beyond our control. Because for a devotee, there's no duality. There's only service. And service can be performed in any circumstance. Just like there's a Greek philosophy, Stoicism, which is very spiritual. And the great Stoics say, Happiness and distress, sickness and health, praise and slander. It's all coming by God. So why should we waste our time trying to change that? Rather, we have free will. Our happiness should be invested in our free will more than our destiny. It's not that we don't try to change our destiny, but not in the past, because we can't, but in the future. By responding to whatever God puts before us on our plate, as we say in English, um, in the appropriate way. And always keeping the firm, the firm understanding that happiness is consciousness, it's not things. Some people can be in very distressful, apparently difficult circumstances and be happy and people could have the whole world and be miserable. So it's consciousness. Okay, I can see there's quite a few people coming here today. Okay, so I'm gonna get on. Um, Excited to be here. It's kind of a very open air, healthy place. I feel my health is going to improve here. The sun, the open air. Um, it's pretty good. Well, we're going to continue from the Chaitanya Bhagavat. And let's see how far I get today. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Shuni Shiva Tomare Dilana Divyastan 
Sarva Goshti Shahatata Kariya Payan. Listen, Shiva, I'm giving you a divine place. Go and live there with your associates. Om Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanyamano Vistam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vansha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Bhavanevyo Vaishnavevyo Namo Namah Si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Si Advaita Gadadhar Shivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So many times I mention that Lord Chaitanya's pastimes are called Acharya Leela. They're the pastimes of a teacher, a teacher of how to become a devotee and how to live your life and even how to divide up your life. So his life was divided into three parts. He was married and he was at home. Then he traveled and preached vigorously. And then he went into what's called Nirjan Bhajan. Bhajan has to be Nirjan without people. <laughs> if you want to get deep, you really have to stay in one place. It's, it's the mode of goodness and you have to kind of concentrate. So we're in the part of his Leela where he's on pilgrimage. Chure Britani Hari Toshanani. This is what Vidura said when he went on pilgrimage. Yeah, please, Greg. Welcome. Okay. Chure Britani Hari I take a vow only for Krishna. So I see there's some people here on pilgrimage. It means a time where I always give the, the practice means concentration. That's what practice means according to yoga sutras. It means concentrated without interruption for uh, a prolonged period of time and in the right mood, those four things. So we need play times where we can concentrate. That's the whole concept of asana, a seat. When you sit on the seat, it means it's exclusive for God. And when you can do that in consciousness, then it becomes upasana. Sanskrit word for worship is upasana. Upa and asana, sitting near. Sitting near God is not a physical matter. It's a matter of consciousness because God is everywhere. So to sit near, so, and, and when you concentrate, then there's some real realization. And realization is what, 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 what's the fruit of spiritual practice. You have a higher conception, a higher understanding of the self, of God, of reality. 
but it only happens when there's concentration. So there's, there's times of the day, which are for our sadhana exclusive, a time and a place, and there's times of the month, especially if you're religious and in India, when they have a codice, for example, a janmastami, it's really serious business for everyone. You know how they follow a codice in India traditionally? What they do is they, they, um, they take one meal the day before. You'll hear, I know something will come. Thank you, you can chant. Very nice, thank you. Um, where they follow a codice is the day before a codice they eat once. On a codice they fast completely. They stay up the night and then take one meal the next day. And I had a friend that used to stay in these different temples. I asked him, how is that possible? He said, it's like an exercise. People are exercised. They can do that. So they used to have times of the month, Janmashtami, and those are very important too, because Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Madhavatiti Bhakati Janani, these special days, Bhakati Janani, they give birth to devotion. It's like something wasn't there and then it appears. I remember when I was in Vrindavan, when I first came to Vrindavan, I used to go by Kirtan to the Jamuna every single day in the morning because Prabhupada, that's what he stressed. Because the winter, we had a shift to after lunch, but he really wanted that because he knew that we weren't qualified for Vrindavan to stay there. Prabhupada said three days or three years. And what did he meant? He meant that it's serious business. So if you're staying longer, you should commit yourself to service. It's not a place to kind of just vacation. He thought maybe three days or three years. Of course, we don't take that literally. We mean it's a very serious thing. So I think he was concerned that we weren't qualified. So he had to give us the benefit of swimming in the Jamun every day. And I remember when I do that, Harinam to the Jamuna. And at that time, the Jamuna was very, very flowing, very, very um, rapidly. And you can dive into the Jamuna. And I remember in the morning, I, I would just jump so high in the air because devotion took, devotion took birth Okay, we got it's good. Go ahead. The de devotion would take take birth in the heart. So Madhavatiti Bhakati, those days are important. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they give and then times of the year, which is pilgrimage. Shure Britani, I make a vow only for Krishna. So actually we're having like a little pilgrimage here where people are going to gather for five days and it's going to be only for God and waterfalls and swimming <laughs> in the beautiful Pansi River and the beautiful waterfalls and the Club Shalom Country Club. And, but 
but that's also, you know, for exercise. And, and, and it does something. It gives that realization. And what is that realization? That realization is faith. And what is faith? Faith is an experience that gives us trust in something. Why do we have faith? Sometimes people have faith in alcohol. Why? They had an experience that was good. Although it didn't lead to good, but that was their experience. They had the wrong faith. So these, these retreats and these pilgrimages and our sadhana in the morning when we concentrate, they give us faith. And what's the faith? A realization. And what's the realization is this is good. And the more you feel this is good, the more you will do it, the more you'll dedicate yourself to it. Without faith, we don't move an inch. And the stronger the faith is, is the quicker we move in the right direction. That's why I'm actually so happy coming back here. And uh, I told some of the people last time I came back here, I arrived kind of in the evening and the doors were open, the car, there were 25 people from the congregation, couldn't recognize any, any of them. It was dark and there was masks, but I could hear the holy name. And then I saw what happened is, is they started to get realization. They're coming more. They're moving more in the direction of bhakti. Why? Because they're, they're being afforded the opportunity to have an experience of it. Lisa is here. She comes every morning to, to, to Mongol Artik. And you see more and more because of the expense. Her son is here. I see her son coming. He's moving more here. Why? There's a realization. This is good. This is good. So Lord Chaitanya also set the example. He went on pilgrimage and uh, he's actually on his way to Jagannath Puri. And after he took sannyas and he arrives in one place and he begins to narrate the story of the place. And it's a place of, of, of Lord Shiva. And Lord Shiva is very important in Vaishnavism because Lord Shiva is the presiding deity of the false ego. And that's the thing you have to get rid of. And the false ego, it's actually defined here that the false ego is that desire for superiority or the thoughts of superiority. And either the desire for superiority or the thoughts of superiority cover the soul from the experience of God. I described that the other day. I gave just a little class, I think on Saturday morning, a few people come because of COVID. Obviously, it's only the people who are local and can walk here. And uh, I described how I came to Krishna consciousness, but I described it in a way that was applicable to everyone. And I described that how we come is Ramanda Brahmate, Konya Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai Bhakti. We're wandering from universe to universe, species of life to species of life. And why are we wandering? 
we're wandering because we're trying different things to become happy. But we're trying to become happy in the wrong way. There's two ways to become happy. One doesn't work and one does. One way to be happy is to try to enjoy selfishly, to control and enjoy. It doesn't work because it connects you from the energy of happiness, which is the soul. The other way to become happy is to serve. So we have this kind of idea that happiness will be this kind of superiority. Either I feel I have it, or we never feel we have it, or we never feel we have enough of it, or we want it. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we have to get that removed. And what the material world is doing is it's speaking to us and it's speaking us to us louder and louder and louder. Not, not a cruel way, but a compassionate way. And, and how the world speaks to us is, you're not the enjoyer, you're not the controller. I am, I am, I am. You're, you, you're not the controller, you're not the enjoyer. I am, I am, I am. And then we go up on that and then, and, 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 and what is the experience of death? It's God trying to scream that so loudly that we can finally give up that concept and actually experience our true nature. We can actually experience God. And I've seen that even with devotees who are, are, are leaving the world how death is God's mercy, because they're still trying for some, you know, the different denials and, and, the, and the miracle cures. And, the, you know, there's a, there's a spiritual principle that you should try to save life as long as possible. But there's a time where God is actually saying, no, my desire now is you change the body and get an opportunity for a higher facility for spiritual life but i've seen people and then finally when god speaks so loud and so loud and so loud and then they say okay it is your will i accept it if leaving this world is what you want that is also my desire and when one has that conception they actually become free from death <laughs> because death is the illusion of non-existence. So you actually become free from that illusion and you become really, I've seen it. And I remember one of my God sisters who was very, very elevated. And I told this story before and I was there when she was passing away and she was on the floor of Vrindavan because she wanted to be on the floor of Vrindavan, take me off of the bed on the floor. That's how she wanted to die. And then when that Ayurvedic doctor came in who had previously put her cancer in what? Remission. Remission, yeah. And he said, disease is finished. You have one hour left to live. And then I, I kind of thought about that. Wow, what an elevated doctor. How can, you, how can disease be? 
because she understood what the, he understood that this girl lady was completely surrendered to Krishna. And because she was completely surrendered to Krishna, she would not die. Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, he reasons ill who say that Vaishnavs die, for Vaishnavs die to live, and living spread the holy name around. So anyway, they go to this place of Lord Shiva, and Lord Chaitanya is visiting, and, it, and it's important, because Lord Shiva is that presiding deity of the false ego. When you, when you go to the holy dham, you can't enter with false ego. Because it, it, what separates you from Vrindavan is not just a, 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 an airplane ticket. It, it's your consciousness. And even when you, you're there to enter Vrindavan, it's consciousness. So traditionally, you go for, when we go to Radha Kund, when you go into Radha Kund, you first, there's the Shivalinga of, of Dameshwara. And you pray. You pray. Because if I think I am the center, or if I want to be the center, I will never see who is the center. Perception, we discussed this many times, is not just a matter of the senses. It's a matter of your attitude. And therefore, Naratam Das Thakur said, if you really want to see the Holy Dham, Vishyat Charya when you're free from selfishness and your mind becomes peaceful, then you actually see Vrindavan. So then he goes to this Dham and then he tells the story. How is this Lord Shiva's Dham? And he describes the story that there was a person who became envious of Krishna and kind of started to dress as Krishna. And then he really became in the illusion that he was God. And it's very easy to understand. I, I give the example of, bless her soul, my mother will be 100 years old. When I come back from Kali, we will go and celebrate her 100th birthday. But, you know, COVID was very difficult because family couldn't visit and, and so many things. So what happened is I saw this, that her situation wasn't nice and she couldn't really have a nice situation. So she became in the illusion that she had a nice situation. Hmm. Hmm. When your desires exceed, exceed what you can have, you can only fulfill them in illusion. And that's what the material world is. We want to be God. We want to enjoy. We want to be the controller. So we have the illusion that we are. Mm. And I saw that with, with my mother. When I go to her, you know, she tells me of all the affairs she's attended. We call them affairs, right? Mm. <laughs> all the weddings and the birth birthdays and the cell and who is there and what happened and you know and it's just the way the mind works so you had this person who is so envious of krishna 
and so much wanted to be Krishna. And you see this in Vrindavan. There's always one person that's walking around who thinks he's very handsome, although he's getting old, and wears a peacock feather and a gold dhoti. There's always a person like that. <laughs> yeah, Greg. <laughs> well, we don't have to put on the peacock feather, but we actually are <laughs> in, in, in other ways. In other ways, we are. So what happened is he, he, he was imitating Krishna. And then and what did Krishna do? Krishna, no, I, I think the people in the assembly laughed because sometimes it's just ridiculous. <laughs> we, we watch in the world people imitating what they're not. So anyway, Krishna killed him. And, but this person had an, uh, 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 a, a person had a, um, had an ally who is the king of Varnasi called Kasiraj. And Krishna killed the king. And then the king's son, he wanted to take revenge, but he needed power. And whether you are a suric, demoniac, or pious. When you're in India, you understand how the world works and how to get power. Because what it says in the Bhagavad Gita it tells you how to get power. That if you, if it, how did God create the world? He said, there's sacrifice. Hmm. Sacrifice will give you power. Sacrifice also means yagya, because God, people coming to this world are inherently selfish. So you can't have a social structure unless there's reward. People won't behave unless there's reward. So God wants people to have a social system and somehow or other cooperate. So he says, these are the rules. And if you follow the rules, you'll get benefit. And the more you perform sacrifice to the level of tapasya, the world will reciprocate with you. So demoniac people could perform, like Haranyakashipu could perform great austerities. And the world has certain laws. So this person performed a sacrifice to Lord Shiva. And then Lord Shiva was obligated to give him some benediction. And the benediction he wanted is some kind of weapon or he could fight with Krishna, you know. And then, of course, Krishna killed him. And then Lord Shiva got chastised. And he got really humiliated and really humbled. But when you're a devotee, you do two things. When you get, when the world makes a fool of you, <laughs> when you make your mistakes, you become repentant. And the Sanskrit word for repentance is tapa. It's also the word for heat. It's also the word for austerity. Because 
when you do something wrong, it's due to that conception of false ego. We see all these conflicts. Sri Govinda, you're managing. You see it. Whether it's your mistake or someone else's mistake or their mistake or that, is one root cause. It's that false ego. So when you repent, which means I accept that I made a mistake, then what happens is that burns the false ego. That's why it's so important to acknowledge our mistakes and why it's so difficult to acknowledge our mistakes because it's an affront to the false ego. And one of the greatest affronts to the false ego is I made a mistake, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Because what does that mean? That, that means I'm not the enjoyer, I'm not the controller, I'm not powerful, I'm not. It's such an important point of spiritual development. And it's when you really advance in spiritual life. And then the other part of the thing is, is someone realizes that and apologizes to you, you accept it. And you not only accept it, it disappears in your mind and it disappears in your future dealings. And I learned this, I, I told that story once that it's a complicated story, but the end of the story was, is someone wanted to get some other devotee, you know, they wanted to punish him because they felt he did something wrong. And that devotee felt he was going to lose some position or something because they were going to, and he went to a sadhu crying and telling that sadhu who was respected, could you speak to this other person and tell him, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And the sadhu gave me the message to give to that other person. And I really did by my heart. And that message is, is when someone begs forgiveness and he went like this, it's gone. And it's not later on you bring it up to them or use it against them. In your consciousness, it's gone. So Lord Shiva now is begging for forgiveness. And Lord Chaitanya, uh, uh, and uh, Krishna is now going to give him a benediction. Because he sees you're a great devotee and you made a mistake and you're sorry. It's finished. And that's that that's the Bhagavad Gita. Api Sadur Eva Samantavya. Even if someone doesn't something wrong, Bajate Mama Nanyabak, if he's a devotee and he's practicing and he's trying and he repents and accepts, Sadur Eva, you accept him as a sadhu. Sadur Eva Samantavya. In your mind, you accept him as a sadhu. So Lord Shiva is the greatest devotee. 
but he's the, the presiding de deed of the false ego. He's even telling Krishna, you gave me this false ego. You know, I'm the presiding deity of the mode of ignorance is where false ego was born. Now, somehow I got caught by this. Excuse me. I made this mistake. And then Krishna says, it's gone. Listen, Shiva, I'm giving you a divine place. Go and live there with your associates. The name of that enchanting place is Ekamrakavan, and you reside there is Koti Lingeshvara. So he's saying, I'm giving you this place, which is known as Bhuvaneshvara. Mm -hmm. It's it's so I'm giving you this place, and you reside there. And I I went there, Lingeshwara, uh, you know, in, in, in there. The place is as pleasing as Varanasi, which is another place of Lord Shiva. I also reside there in a the most confidential place. Oh Shiva, I today I reveal to you the glories of that place. No one else knows the secret of this place. Now, one of the reasons why this place is so sacred, it's because it's right near Jagannath Puri, right? That's what he's gonna tell him. I'm giving you a place that's near Puri. So it's always auspicious to be near where the Lord resides. Now, for those of you in Puri, this is the Mahatmya. This is the glorifications of Puri, which I go there every year, except this year. <laughs> but I do have the dates, 17th to 22nd of January, if any of you are free. We're, we're, we're hoping. Hari Parshad, he, he, he will also be there with Madhavananda. So, um, so, so he said, you know, he said, I'm going to benedict you. I'm going to give you a place that's near Puri. Now, I'll just tell one story. There was this famous sadhu, Dr. Fakir Mohan, the most learned Vaishnav on Aryan Vaishnavism, because Lord Chaitanya was in Puri, in the world. He had a PhD and a D-lit. When you do a second PhD, it's called Doctor of Literature on Puri and the associates of Lord Chaitanya. And you can imagine what she wrote by hand. <laughs> Show me the manuscript. It's all written by hand. His PhD thesis. He doesn't have a typewriter or computer. He wrote it by, and he's a Sanskrit scholar. And he would come to my, my retreats. He, and he would sit for my classes. And I try to get, 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 get him to get a class. So maybe he'd give a class. Of course, when he was giving class, I tell you, when he gave class in Vrindavan, Mother Srimati, who's a great saint, said, can you speak on Manasiksha? I think it's 11 verses. Lord Raghunathas Goswami, instructions to the mind. And it begins, Guru Goshtakastali. You first worship Guru. And, so he, and then... So then Lord changed so many things. He spoke, he couldn't get off the first word. He spoke for one month on Guru. Then he was in Bhuvaneshwar. He lived in Bhuvaneshwar and he was giving classes and he was giving classes on Urundaya Kirtan by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So there's one verse, this temporary material world is full of suffering. Take shelter of the holy name of Krishna 
as your only business. He spoke for three years on that verse. He spoke for three years. So he was so learned. So he came and I said, please, you're coming. You please speak. He said, okay, I will speak. I will speak. I said, please speak on the holy name. He said, no, I will speak on Prasada. I said, no, come on, please. You give a class on the holy name. I will speak no on Jagannath Prasada. You want to hear his class? Eat, eat more. <laughs> eat, eat more. Go to sleep. If you sleep in Puri, it's Dandavad Parikram. <laughs> so here is the Mahatmya, okay? Because the divine personality is directly present in that city, it is called Purushottama by those who are expert knowers of name. Purushottama, Purushottama, the best of the person. O Brahman, that rarely achieved holy district, measures 10 yojanas on all sides. The embodied living beings who reside there are seen by the demigods as having four arms. This is such a special place. Everyone that enters that holy district assumes a form like that of Lord Vishnu. Those who have discrimination need not be concerned about the truth of this. Even if the food of that place has been touched by a dog eater, it is accepted by high class persons. Because Lord Krishna himself is in that food and the chandala is considered the best among the twice born. The cook who has prepared that food is Lakshmi. And the enjoyer of the food is Lord Trinadhar Krishna himself. They have a kitchen there, which is two stories high in one block. And the way they cook is they, they put a fire and they have these pots and one pot fits into another and they just throw the ingredients on the pot. They put the fire and then they leave. And when they come back, when they come back, it's cooked. So they say, Goddess Lakshmi has cooked the food. The food, the remnants of Lord Hari is purifying and is rarely achieved in this world. For mortals who eat it, liberation is not at all difficult to achieve. Shampak, put that on your calendar for this year, for right now. January 20. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, okay, I got it. <laughs> you see, I'm thinking about people disturbing. See how self-centered I am? I'm thinking that other people are disturbing me, but they're doing savasana with the meditation and they hear this. Is this loud Oxford accent? <laughs> I used to, when I used to go to festivals, international festivals, and, uh, and I remember I was in Texas once, and someone said, uh, Where are you from? And I'd go, Oxford. <laughs> and then I'd watch them in their minds trying to like accommodate. I said, Okay, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun, Greg. <laughs> Where are you from? Oxford. Oh, I'm still, I'm still too loud. Okay. 
I'm still too loud. Okay. <laughs> the food is difficult to obtain for all the demigods headed by Brahma. Whenever they get it, they eat it with great respect. What to speak of ordinary mortals? If someone's heart does not take pleasure in that rarely obtained food, all the great sages call them an enemy of Vishnu. As the Ganges water purifies the entire earth, O Brahman, so that food purifies all places and destroys all sins. O best of the Brahmins, although that, that divine food is very tender, it acts like a thunderbolt to shatter one's mountain of sins. Mm -hmm. One whose sinful reactions earned from previous lives, one whose sinful reactions earned from previous lives have been eradicated, developed devotion for that difficult to obtain food. Mm -hmm. And someone whose pious reactions earned over many lifetimes have become depleted also develops devotion to that food. At the time of the annihilation of the unlimited universes, that place remains intact. I eternally reside in that place and I eat every day. By the influence of that place, all living entities, even the animals, insects, and worms are seen by the demigods as having four arms. That place is said to be the most auspicious place in all the world. You're invited, Greg. Mm -hmm. If you and Jack want to come. Now listen to this. The Vedas declare that by sleeping at that place, one obtains the results of samadhi. <laughs> and by lying down there, one obtains the results of offering obeisances. By wandering about that place, one obtains the result of circumambulation. Mm -hmm. Every word spoken at that place is offered as a prayer to me. The influence of that place is so sanctified that one attains the results of eating habisha rice, even by eating fish. <laughs> Greg, this is your place. That abode which bears my name is very dear to me. Anyone who resides there is equal to me. Yamaraj has no ju jurisdiction to punish anyone of that place. I alone judge the pious and impious activities of everyone there. I don't have time to read the fish purport, but it's a little more intricate than just that statement. And now, now he says to Lord Shiva, I'm giving you a place to stay north of that abode. So how, how, how great is that, that even not in Puri, just north of that abode. So this is the, that enchanting place awards material enjoyment and liberation. You will be renowned there as Sri Bhuvaneshwara. So you'll be known there as Bhuvaneshwara. After Shankara heard the wonderful glories of Jagannath Puri, he again grabbed hold of the Lord's lotus feet and spoke. Of course, this is what's called Rasa Shastra. And the main thing about Rasa Shastra is we see 
the relationships between the Lord and his devotees in such a way that those feelings come to our heart when we hear about them. Oh, Lord of my life, I have one request. I am always extremely proud. Therefore, it will never be good for me to live away from your association. We're singing that song. I'm learning it for the retreat. Uh, no, no, I need that that other line. But Tita Pavana. Yeah. Anyway, there, 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 there's a way to use our weaknesses in Krishna consciousness if they make us humble. It's not that we try for the weaknesses because that could be the seventh offense the holy name, committing sin on the strength of chanting. But our weaknesses, if we embrace them, they become an asset because they make us humble. And my next Monday morning greeting is going to be called the happiest place on earth. And it's going to be my observation watching the cleaning lady or the servant here and the gardener. What was that saying you gave in, in Yiddish? About the, oh, which means the more things you have, the more worries you have. The more things you have, the more worries you have. And I just see these people, they're just so, so blissful. And there's many reasons. A lot of it has to do is, is their situation makes them humble. And it's actually a blessing because, because the goal is happiness. Money can't buy happiness. The goal is happiness. And God benedicted them to be happy people. Also, I saw my friend who takes care of the cows yesterday, Don Dito. Don Dito. You know, it, it's he fell off a horse and he hurt himself. Otherwise, he had like many cows. Mm -hmm. But so uh, anyway, Lord Shiva is. Uh, he heard the glories of Puri and he said he's using it to his advantage. I am the most fallen. Therefore, what is the use of your name of Petita Pavana, the deliverer of the most fallen, if you don't help me? <laughs> so, and, and I have to, a desire to reside near you. It is never good for me to remain in bad association. Association is how we advance. In the um, Jiva Dharma, there's a wonderful section because it describes different people that are coming to Krishna consciousness. It's a wonderful story. They, they come to this kunj and different types of people come and they become, and they're preached to. So according to the type of person that comes, you learn the philosophy in relationship to that tattva or truth. And so it's such a genius book. 
because it, it contains the whole tattva of Krishna consciousness in this story. So one story was about two people who were very greedy. And, and it was a, a pious village. It happens to be the ancestral place of Prabhupada. But it, it, it was this place, it was very pious. And the nature of it is the Vaishnavas would always invite people to their house and feed them. But one family, they were just considering the money and they never did it. Mm. And the point that was considered was that this has an effect on the family. If, 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 if the parents are generous, then the children develop that generosity. And if they're miserly, then the children develop that. Mm. And inevitably they'll turn it against the parents. Mm. So what happened is when these parents went out on pilgrimage, the, the children, because their parents were miserly, and, and, and they locked them out of the house and told them not to come back. And then somehow or other that purified them, et cetera. But the point that was made there by Bhaktivinoda Thakur is, is how do we go and advance in spiritual life? Where there's, there's a kanishta, there's a neophyte, there's the Madhyam, they're middling. And there's Uttama. So how do you go from Kanishta to Madhyam? And Madhyam, how do you go? It's by your community. When your community becomes more of the devotees, you advance. That's how it works. That's why these centers are so important to create this community whether it's the bhakti center, whether it's here, because the more the people start to develop friendships and association here, the more they will move forward in Krishna consciousness. So, um, it's, I desire to reside. It's never good to remain in bad association. Therefore, if you consider me a servant, please give me a place to stay in your own abode. After hearing the glories of your abode from your lotus mouth, I develop an intense desire to live there. We are only separated by God, by our desire. If we want the spiritual world and all that means we are there. <laughs> we don't want it yet, so we're not there. Because what does it mean? It means that we're not God and someone else is. <laughs> there's a, there's a, 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 a poem by a Vaishnava. He said, I went to the spiritual world and everyone was guru and I was the only servant. <laughs> because that's the Vaishnava's mood. He sees he's the servant of everyone. We don't want that. Therefore, we're not there. Because we haven't yet understood that the highest happiness is love, not things and control and ego. It's love. The highest position is love. And love means someone else is in the center. 
So unless you get that consciousness, what's called seva vritti or seva bhav. I was reading when we went to visit this place called, um, what was it called? Uh, Bhakti Bhavan, Bhakti Bandhu. Bhakti Bandhu. So I picked up the uh, biography of Narayamarj. It's really incredibly written. It's brilliant how it was written because it's not only his story, but it's his guru and the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. It's all mixed. And every chapter is only one or two pages. And it described this one person I heard that he was a god brother of Narayamarj's guru. And he was called the mother of the Gaudiya in other words, because they're all brahmacharis, hmm. but, but everyone to see to everyone's needs constantly. Every person's need. At night, he would check every bed. Are you comfortable? Do you have a mosquito net? And they gave him, the, 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 they said he had seva vritti. Hmm. He had this mind of service and he inspired everybody else in service. So if you have that strong desire, you're in the spiritual world. We're not separated by a physical distance. Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes I, I, I you know, as Ram Nomi and the story of, of Sita being banished and how can Ram be so cruel to Sita? She, you know, she sacrificed. But I, I actually heard Radhanath Swami ask, answer this question in a yoga uh, studio once. I, I forgot exactly the answer. But the fact is, we're only separated by consciousness. That's just Lila. On that level, you're only separate. That was the message of Krishna to the gopis, to Uddhava. I am all, because the gopis were dying in separation. I am always there in my bhava, in my consciousness. So that's it. We're just separated by our consciousness. So now he said, I have an intense desire. I will serve you as a menial servant. Oh Lord, please give me a tiny place. I'm not going there to be the Lord of a place. Just a place near you. Like the wives of the Brahmins, they, they went to Krishna like the gopis, but Krishna wouldn't accept them because it was, it, it, that's, it, it's just too scandalous. The ladies are older than him. They're from Brahmin families, and he's a coward boy. It's like outrageous. But they prayed, just let us be like some dust on the outskirts. You know, it, 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 so it's that mood. I deliver the desire to live in your sacred abode after speaking these words, Maheshwara Lord Shiva began to cry. So in bhakti, you have to come to tears <laughs> because strong desire unfulfilled comes to tears. Gorgovinda Maharaj, who established the temple in Bhuvaneshwar, who was a pure devotee. He said he wanted to open up a crying school. 
Prabhupada said we should chant the holy name of Krishna as a child crying for his mother. So this is, this is showing, it, it comes to tears. My desire is sincere. The moon-faced Lord was pleased with Shiva's words. He then embraced Shiva and spoke as follows. Listen, Shiva, you are equal to my own body. Anyone who is dear to you is also dear to me. I am present wherever you are. There is no doubt about it. I'm giving you a place to live in all my abodes. So not only got Bhuvaneshwar, but all the abodes, you will be the sole maintainer of my abodes. I will authorize you to do this because you'll protect it. From what? From false ego. And if you ever run a community, you ever have a family, you ever have any unit greater than yourself, what ruins it is false ego. Whoever wants to be the center rather than the servant of the mission. The whole, why is family life spiritual in, in Krishna consciousness? Because people learn there's something greater than myself. And most people, if they, if they live without that, the world just revolves around them. Now, all of a sudden, there's something greater. But then there's something greater, you know, than the family. You know, if, if you're just into the family, you're called griha mati. Griha mati, you live in the house for envy, but you're grihasta. You live in the house for something greater than yourself. And that's the mission, the community. It's not that you neglect that, but you have an objective for that. So, and then he says, you reside to your full satisfaction in the Ekamrakavan. I gave you that place is most dear to me, always reside there in my pleasure. And we will continue that and the pilgrimage. Now, um, I gotta make this look. If anybody would like to say hello to our people here, okay. Hi, Say hello. Hi, Maharaj. Hi, Shri Govinda. I loved hearing. What? You I love to hear Shikovinda's going, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would hear you go, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Love you, Harry, Harry, Harry but, uh, Mara, I just wanted I to say, I love the point of um, our weaknesses can be our assets if we, if we embrace them and allow them to make us humble. Such a beautiful, beautiful point. They can uh, be our, we have them, but they can be our assets. So beautiful. Nice, thank you. Jay, sure, you have some point? Yes, I do. Thank you, Maharaj. So many wonderful points. I like what you said about the perception. Uh, perception is not a matter of our senses, but is a matter of our attitude. And the same with happiness, that happiness is not dictated by, uh, by our destiny. 
but is dictated by our choice that the consciousness is happiness. So I really like those points. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, would any of my Iranian friends like to say hello to my people here in Colombia, Colombia? And, or anybody say hello. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Bo. Hare Bo, Narman Saki here. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the class. Thank you. She's from anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. We're so happy to my hear favorite, you. My favorite people. My favorite people. <laughs> Hey, look, Kalachandri and Sharanjali, this is a place where you should visit, I'm telling you. It'd be such a vacation. We would love to. In, in every way, the kind of people and, and the uh, what Krishna goes on. Okay. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Well, Hare Krishna, Rangarani. Where are you, Rangarani? I don't see you. That's your god sister from Iran. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Haribo from the Catskills. Bhakti Day. Hi. Uh, Hi, Sri Govinda. Haribo. <laughs> I wish I was there. We're, we're planning a retreat for you to come and visit us. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> okay. We love else? to have you. Who else? <laughs> Okay. Anybody hey, else? Krishna Kumaraj, got the Gopinath here. Ah, hi, Krishna. Well, tell to hey, put Krishna. this on your list. This is a must. Who's this? Who? Hey, Krishna. Wow. Hey, we were in Puri together. Maharaj is speaking of Puri. We were there. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah. hey, Lago Vinda. Yeah. How come your wife's never been to Puri? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you never been to Puri? <laughs> you got to take care of her. You got to take care of her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna. Yeah. Hi, yeah. I have a mom question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's been a couple of times when you, there have been a couple of times when you said that, you know, she um she's kind of been like an illusion because she can't do what she used to do, like attend these affairs. Yeah. So there's one yeah. thing, why you wouldn't call that just reminiscing? Okay, let's call it reminiscence. Yeah, that's a better word for it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. Okay. okay. It's better reminiscing. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Leela from next door. <laughs> This is the modern age. You're you're right here. 
and, and, you, and you have to not. I'm, I'm, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, I, I need to meet you and Jamuna Bihari sometime this morning to plan the evening. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Balmara, Sri Rupa. Sri Rupa. Next time you got to come. Yes, I'm, I'm very okay. envious. <laughs> Anybody else? No. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Kinchina Krishna Das. Kinchina Krishna from Vrindavan. Hi, Bo. Venerable Vaishnavas. I don't know how we get you and Rati here, but wow. Amazing, amazing Kirtaniya. Yeah, well, okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm going to head out now. Bunch of culpa, Drew, be a sucker.